Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking about let's keep Christ in Christmas. Woo! What's the name of my message? Let's keep Christ in Christmas. And we're going to read John 1, verse 4, and it says, The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. When the Bible speaks about the Word, or the book of John, when it speaks about the Word, what is it speaking about? Who? Jesus. That's right. So... And we're going to be speaking this month about light of the world. So John basically here, he's saying the word, Jesus, came to what? Give life to everyone. And that life brought light. Say with me, light. Light to everyone. So Jesus is the light of the world. So a few years ago, when me and my husband were kind of like newlyweds. Any newlyweds here? <laughs> Woo! One couple. So we had no kids. We'd been married like two or three years. And as a family, we always try to go together. I think back then, just my older sister had kids. So we were free to travel, no kids. Woo! <laughs> now it's a little bit different. But we, we all went to Uruguay. And they were like, oh, this is a cool place to go and hang out. And, you know, just a really nice city called Punta del Este. Is anyone here from Uruguay? Okay, that's good. It's a really small country. But, okay, we were so excited. And we thought, you know, all the Latin countries are Catholic, right? So I'm from Colombia, and in Colombia, Christmas is a huge deal. So if you go to any city right now, there's like so many lights, and it's like a huge deal. All the parks and everything is big so we were in our minds we were thinking oh we're gonna go to uruguay it's gonna be the same thing right so we get there we land and not even one christmas light and we're like uh oh <laughs> perhaps not the best place to be and then we go to the mall nothing and then we go to the hotel and we see a buddha in the entrance you know, my parents are, they're pastors too, all of us. And we're like, great, great success. But we were all like, yay, okay, let's celebrate Christmas just ourselves. And we had some, you know, Christmas music and that in the 24th, it felt just us. Because that country tends to be a little bit more atheist. So they don't really take Christmas like something big. So we were like, okay, we had fun, just us, but perhaps let's not come back here for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so then some years later, we stay here in Miami, and we, got, we have the great idea to do the ugly Christmas sweater with, as a family. And my grandma was visiting from Colombia, la abuelita, right? So we're like, abuelita, you got to... You gotta buy a Christmas, uh, uh, an ugly sweater. And you, 
you know, my grandma is not like other grandmas. She's like super into fashion, you know. She's over 80 years old, and she would always look amazing. Like, for her, like, going out in flip-flops, that's a no-no ever. Or, like, she's always concerned what people might think, so she's not like other grandmas, you know. So she was like, oh, okay. So my oldest sister, she got her um, a sweater. But especially that year, um, Miami was super hot. You know, it's one of those Decembers that it never got cold. And our party was outdoors. So all of us, we, we took our sweaters, but we had like shirts underneath. So we took some pictures, you know, ha, we were having fun. And then we all took off our, our sweaters because it was so hot. And then we look at my grandma and she's so mad. <laughs> she's, she's like the only one wearing a sweater. And she's like, she was so mad because she was staying at my sister's house. And she's like, you tricked me. Now I'm the only one wearing this sweater and all of you guys changed clothes. And we're like, sorry. <laughs> that was so funny. So we, we always remember that. So that didn't happen today, thank God. There's AC and Miami got a little bit cold. But there's a cool quote by Norman Vincent Peale that says, I truly believe that if we keep telling the Christmas story, singing the Christmas songs, and living the Christmas spirit, we can bring joy and happiness and peace to this world. Do you agree with that? So this is a big deal. This is a big season. This is why next week we're going to have that hot chocolate week, like those gatherings in the different homes. And we want to sing Christmas carols. And we want to share the Christmas story. And we want to share the Christmas spirit together because that's what's going to bring joy and happiness to us. So there's an article that I saw that was like from last year about a school banning students from evangelizing or speaking about Christmas to other students. And they were like, okay, this year we don't want to offend anyone. And we don't want you guys exchanging Christmas cards. We don't want you guys speaking about Jesus' birth. Nothing that speaks about Jesus during this time. Because otherwise, we're going to, like, tell you or tell you, like, not to do it. You know, it's, like, prohibited from here. So it's, like, those people who are atheists or, like, they don't want to believe on what we're believing, and they're like a little bit bitter. And so they're like the Grinch, right? It's like, if I'm not having fun, if I'm not giving, if I'm just here on my own, then I don't want anyone to have fun. Do you guys know anyone like that? Ooh, it's like, not everyone is happy. Everyone that I know is happy. But it's like those people that think, oh, it's just me, me, me. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I don't want to give to anyone. So I'm like mad if I see other people having fun because this shouldn't be a time of having fun, right? So Christmas exaggerates things. 
So basically it means that if you're happy, if things are going well for you and your job, if you're like, finally, I have a boyfriend this year, woo, so I'm going to be, be able to spend Christmas with my boyfriend, with my girlfriend, and everything looks great, right? It exaggerates things. If things go, are going well, then you're going to have a great Christmas season. But if things are going bad, if you're like, man, this year was bad, things are not going well for me, maybe you got fired, maybe your finances are doing really bad, then what's going to happen during this season is going to get worse. It's going to be exaggerated. And I was actually reading of the epidemic of loneliness in the United States, and it's at 50% right now. 50% of Americans say they're lonely or feel like they're lonely. And it's in every age, in every stage. Like little kids say they're lonely, teenagers, even married couples say they're lonely. So pretty much 50% of people say they're lonely. It's an epidemic right now. It's one of the highest rates. And in Britain, this is actually even worse. It's 68 percent. They had to add a minister of loneliness for Great Britain. Imagine that. So it's like it's reaching so many people and perhaps that's the way you feel right now. And a lot of it has to do with social media as well. Because how many of you know that social media is actually not connecting with anyone but with a device? Or you have a FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Oh my god, I can't live without my phone. Uh, a lot of it has to do with that. And you see how people's lives, apparently they're perfect and yours is not. And you feel lonely, it makes you feel worse because you're comparing yourself with other people. But I want to speak about the Apostle John. And the Apostle John, he was one of Jesus' closest disciples. And he wrote the book or the Gospel of John. When you read the New Testament, it starts with Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar Gospels. They're, they pretty much say the same stories, and they were written around the same time. But then John, when he wrote the Gospel of John, he was very, very, very old. Like, he was, like, super old. And he hadn't written the Gospel yet. He had probably told the stories of Jesus many, many times, but he had not written his gospel. And when you read the gospel of John, it's different from the other gospels. It is very powerful. And it's amazing because actually the last chapter of John, of John he says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of, of his disciples, which are not recorded. So he was not even able to write all of Jesus's miracles. Who was the apostle John? And what, what had happened by the time he, he wrote this gospel? John lived through a lot of hard times. He was there when Jesus was at the cross and actually, Jesus looked at him and he said, okay, basically take care of my mother. He said, John, here's your mother. And then he, he looked at his mother and he says, 
here is your son. And it says that in history, it says that John probably did really take care of Jesus' mother till the last days. So he was super close. He was very, and he had heard from Mary about the birth of Jesus so many times. But he doesn't start his gospel with Jesus' birth. What else happened to John? You know, he probably lived through the time of war. You know, there was persecution for Christians. There was persecution for Jews. And Rome, the emperor of Rome, Nero, was basically he wanted to exterminate all the Jews. And that was like the, that picture that there, it was like 70 AD, like the Jewish war. And during that war, basically they closed the city so no one could get out and they, couldn't, they didn't have any food. So they wanted to starve them to death, basically. Like over a million Jews died. They burned the temple of the Jews in Jerusalem, which is like their most precious thing. That's where they would take sacrifices. So John lived through all of this. Don, John saw all of these things. John saw and he heard how Peter, his buddy, the apostle Peter, and also Paul had been executed. He saw all of this. And yet he starts with the most amazing things. And if you, if you read just chapter 1, John, it's like a poem. It's like the, the greatest philosophers cannot even understand this first chapter of John. Because he's, he doesn't start with Jesus' genealogy. He doesn't start with Jesus' birth. And he comes up with this thing. After all of the things that he said, that he's seen, after all of the things that have happened, and he says, God is love. That's the things that he said. After all those slaughtering, all those millions of people that had died, after seeing that the city of Jerusalem was burned, he says, God is love. And this is amazing because then he goes, verse 4, it says, it's the first, same verse we read. It says, the word, which is Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. So in the middle of darkness, in the middle of this time of persecution, they said that he died in the island of Patmos, completely alone. And that's where they said that he wrote the book of Revelation. But through all, all of these sufferings, he's like, he gave life to everything. And his life brought light to everyone. It's like saying Jesus is the light. And this is my favorite part, which is verse 5. And it says, the light shines in the darkness. As he was looking at the city of Jerusalem, as he was looking at those people starving to death, 
he writes this, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome it. And this is what the, what the light of Jesus does. No matter the darkness in your life, if you think things are going bad for me, then read what the apostles had to live through. Then think of how Peter died for spreading the gospel. And they never complained. And they never said, man, Jesus, you promised all these things. And what's happening? He said, darkness has not overcome it. So basically, the light will always win. Even when you don't see it, even when you see suffering, even maybe if you live if in an abusive home, even if you feel like the most rejected kid in school, even if you feel like things are not going well for you, you're saying the light will always win. And this is Jesus' promise for you. No matter the darkness where you're in, Jesus' light will always win. And this is what Christmas is about. That's why I said, don't, or let's keep Christ in Christmas. Because it's not about just spending time together and woo, and the lights and the ugly sweater. It's way more than that. It's about the light of Jesus. And I feel like so many people have heard the story of Jesus, have sung the, the carols, but they've never encountered the light. And tonight is that night where Jesus wants to encounter you. Perhaps you're like, you're in that circle of the 50% of people who feel lonely in the United States. Because as I said, it's an epidemic thing that is happening. But today, Jesus wants to bring the light. And the light doesn't come through social media or by just writing a cool verse. No, it comes through an experience. And today, Jesus wants to come and give you that experience. He wants to shine in your life. So Christmas is about Jesus is the light of the world. This is what Christmas is about. And this is why I encourage you guys, actually, I, I felt this for the church for this month, for us to study the Gospel of John. Amen? Who wants to join in and study the Gospel of John? I mean, I've been, like, the whole week, I was just studying chapter, studying chapter 1, and it's like, wow. You know, as I said, it's like a poem that just by having an experience with Jesus, you can start to understand all the revelation he's given you. But it's mostly like that. That word comes to you. He, came, he comes to give you life. He comes to reveal yourself as the light of the world. So I'm going to invite you to stand up. And today... You're going to ask Jesus for that light.
Maybe like John, you've been through difficult situations. The Apostle John. He was going through so many things. And so much chaos and so much persecution. And he saw how people were attacked. Yet, he said, Jesus is the light of the world. Yet, he says, and darkness has not overcome it. This light will always win. This light is what's going to keep me going. So if you've never had an experience with Jesus, just place your hand in your heart and say, Jesus, I want to have an experience with you. I want to understand that Christmas is more than just a happy season. I want to understand that Christmas is about Jesus. And I don't want to keep Christ out or away from this season. I want to have an experience with you. I want to have an experience with the cross. This is the time where I want to get closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for showing me your mercy. Thank you, Lord, because today we're here to be with you. Thank you, Jesus, because we are declaring as a church that you are the light of the world. And perhaps you're going to think of that dark moment that you're going through right now. Perhaps it's that time of loneliness. Perhaps it's a time of struggle in your home. Maybe you don't get along with your parents, with your siblings. Or it's a really bad atmosphere in school. Or maybe you're in, abu in an abusive relationship with your husband, with your boyfriend. And you don't know what to do. And you say, Lord, I'm a Christian. I believe in you. But what's happening? So you're just going to put everything at Jesus' feet. And you're going to allow God to work in you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.